right, here we go. Yes, yes, yes. At 12.06 on this sunny Monday, it's chilly, but folks, it is nice out. Good afternoon, one and all. Here I am. This is the Noon Report live. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 .9 FM. Uh, behind me, everyone, I want to welcome everybody in on Facebook. You can see behind me is the Den of Thieves on this um, sunny, pleasant Monday, the big day before the big day, which is tomorrow. We're going to touch on that. There's a lot of local news, though. I hope you listened to last hour with Justin Katz. Justin was top of his game. Our segment, Politics This Week. If you missed it, you can go to the website, dpetro.com. And then uh, that's where, when you're there, on the website, if you log on, if you go under Radio Show, you'll see everything in... Uh, library alphabetical, well, not alphabetical, actually, but in, in library fashion, as far as it's listed of all the shows, <coughs> every hour of the radio show is posted there. Folks, it's all for you. It's a happening. It all starts by going to the website, tobetro.com. This portion of the program, and folks, see, I love this. It's Holy Week. Yesterday was Palm Sunday. This Friday is Good Friday. Then this Sunday will be Easter. And they are so terrific, and I want to thank them. They have been such wonderful loyal sponsors supporters your chance to shop local of course i'm talking about steve and debbie and junior at pr landscape materials and garden center they are officially open for the season and it looks fantastic it's quality you get a chance to shop local support a local business stop in beautiful selection of pansies they have pansy flats pansy bags hangers and bowls assorted colors they have all your easter plants tulips Hacinthias, daffodils, hydrangeas, colors available, blue and pink. I saw them yesterday. The quality is second to none. And they carry many landscape materials, too. Screen loom, black, brown, hemlock, mulch, crushed stone. Look for them on Facebook. Now, I shared their page on Facebook uh, just because they do a great job updating it. And they are open every single day. Stop it and see them. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, right off of Route 4. Stop in and see them. And whenever you do, um, you know, people are, become so loyal and go back. And you'll like the service, which is great. You'll love, you know, I was speaking to someone that said they got some, I think some things for their home, uh, landscape materials, screen loom. And, and, and they bought it, and PR Landscape Materials and Gardens had actually beat them back to their house as they were going to deliver it to their home. Stop it and see them. You know, folks, spring is here. We still have a lot to be. It is Holy Week. Tulips, 
Hacynthias, daffodils, hydrangeas. It's worth the ride. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, folks, check out the website, dipetro.com. Again, good afternoon, one and all. It is Juan in dipetro.com, which is brought to you by the Coincid Inn. And they're also, uh, their menu is posted. They're doing a big Easter. Easter really starts, a lot of people start going out this Saturday night, Holy Saturday. Uh, but the Coincid Inn, they also have an Easter brunch. You can see the menu. It is consistently excellent, and it's such a, a large place, 226 Coincid Avenue in West Warwick. So... I want to, um, <coughs> folks, everyone has a different approach when it comes to the media. And I recognize sometimes um, many people, and, and I know this is going to seem somewhat critical, but it's more of there's just little things that happen. And then I say it's not earth shattering, but it's important to know. And you don't want to see things um, slip through the cracks. But I did see that um, <clears throat> the Providence College player, of which we had, you know, we, we were there on Friday. By the way, he's being held without bail. Big story on that coming up on DePetro.com. Being held without bail. But as the media was following the attorney, because... Um, Alan Breed is being held without bail. They were chasing his, quote, attorney outside of the courtroom. So he's facing seven charges. <clears throat> and again, this is the PC player. You know, he's supposed to be coming back. I, I'm pretty sure he'd be, you know, a starter next year. Seven charges, breaking and entering, robbery, destroying property, Carry a pistol without with a permit. Um, I think she meant without a permit. Carrying a weapon while committing violence. Using a firearm while committing violence. And operating his, his ex's vehicle without consent. So I don't want to pick and choose. I know um, he has a no contact order with the alleged victim, his, his ex-girlfriend. So, uh, so this happened. But outside of court, the media is chasing down the woman who I recognize. She used to be in the Attorney General's office, and it was Maria Deaton. Well, and again, it's not. I'm not saying it's the end of the world. His attorney said after court they're looking forward to proving his innocence. But standing next to, so I'm looking at a photo in court, suspended basketball player Alan Breed, hell without bail, weapons and domestic charges. So you see him in court, and then you see his attorney, Maria Deaton, and right to the right of it, right of her, that no one reports on, <clears throat> is the former embattled chairman of the Democrat Party, Bill Lynch. And Maria Deaton, she works for Lynch and Pine. So that's Patrick Lynch, former attorney general, Jeff Pine, former attorney general, and one of the two attorneys part of their firm, are his brother, the former chairman, Bill Lynch, and also this Maria Deaton. So the, the, the media mobs Maria Deaton as she comes out. And, and then they even do the, you know, they, they film her walking down the sidewalk and, and not saying anything. And they don't really chase her that far. But my point is, Breed's attorney, Maria Deaton, we look forward to proving his innocence. No one... No one goes after Bill Lynch. 
That's the name. He ran for Congress in 2010 against Cicilline. His brother, former Attorney General Patrick Lynch, is contemplating a run for that congressional seat held by Cicilline. So now, I fully get everyone is absolutely entitled to, you know, be represented. I'm not saying that, but don't let those guys hide on that. This is a domestic violence situation, and this is, he, he allegedly pulled a gun. We also learned that they, the police searched his dorm room. They didn't find the weapon. So, but how do you not report? I don't want to get into it. I'm even going to say that it's possible that some of the younger members of the media were there didn't fully recognize former Chairman Bill Lynch, who at this point basically still will appear. The only time you see him is Hummel will have him on, live experiment, and doesn't even ask him important questions. And I, I've talked about that when you had the whole situation with the Brit trial and Mattiello, uh, and Hummel had Bill Lynch on, and Lynch is going through this whole thing of, you know, this case is a joke and blah, blah, blah. And at no time does uh, Lynch disclose, nor does Hummel bring up the fact that Lynch was representing Leo Skenyon, the chief of staff. Again, folks, there's, there's elements of bias. And then how on earth? And it was Brian Amaral that posted the photo. And I thought, wait a minute, that's Bill Lynch standing there. How come no one in the media? Now, conversely, here's where the media bias comes in. And I, I'm telling you, someone may argue, listen, these are younger reporters and they don't even know who that is. Well, you should find out who it is. You should make a point to find out who it is. And if that were a Republican, his brother is thinking of running for Congress. They could turn down the case. They could say, no, we're not going to handle that. Nope, not a domestic violence where there's a gun involved. What if that was a Republican? Do you think that would be reported? What if there was some tie to a Republican seeking office and there was someone being held without bail, domestic violence, and using a firearm. Do you, gee, do you wonder if there'd be any local press on that, if there was that type of a story? Now, the PC player allegedly pulled a gun on his girlfriend over the weekend, faced the judge. Alan Breed arraigned on multiple gun charges, along with driving without consent of the operator. So they kind of say it was an ex-girlfriend, on again, off again, now the story that's starting to emerge is that, oh wow, they Channel 12 went really weak on the details. Um, <clears throat> now they're trying to say, you know, he at one point, she allowed him to use her car and he went in and the story is that she, he, and I'm only going to talk about this for one more minute, that took her phone at gunpoint and then left and... Look at this, Channel 10, suspended PC player to be arraigned. Well, he already was arraigned. There he is. Now, why isn't, again, I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong. I just don't know why. Why would you not report that Bill Lynch of Lynch and Pine and Maria Deaton, that that's the law firm that's representing him and was in court? And I fully get, 
like what happened. I'm sure Billings stayed behind, sent Maria Deaton out. I fully get, yes, it is our system that everyone is entitled to a defense, but <clears throat> the law firm of one of the people that is supposedly contemplating running for CD1 in the form of Patrick Lynch, <clears throat> they are representing the individual who's being held without bail for a domestic incident where he allegedly pulled a weapon on a girlfriend. So all I'm suggesting is, I, I just, and I don't have an answer on this. Maybe, now this is just the TVs. I'll check. It's very possible, Juan, let's not get ahead of ourselves, that the print media will pick up on the fact. But I think that's fair game. Why would that not be fair game? I just don't understand why you wouldn't even report it. Why? I didn't say, you know, anyone, no one is saying that this is someone that he should not be given an attorney. I'm, I'm certainly not saying that. I just think it's interesting that as he's up there on this domestic with a firearm charge, that, uh, that the brother of one of the possible candidates for CD1 is standing right up there. And I wonder how that would play with the progressives. They're, those are the guys that the, the, the Dem excuse me, talk about those guys, the lynchers, they're the ones that are members of the Democrat Party. They're the ones that have to deal with the progressives. So you know who else is totally absent from the scene? When Coach Cooley left, that Steve Napolillo, the athletic director, boy, that guy never saw a camera he didn't like. And he, I'm going to be a rock star with this hire and everything else. Something goes wrong, boom, no camera, no on-camera interviews. Pulled a gun on the girlfriend. We'll find out. Now, the judge said, apparently, if the girlfriend wants to change her story that's pressing the charges, have her get in touch with me by Friday. We'll check with our legal expert attorney, Tim Dodd. I, wait, wait, what is this? Is that going to be in close... In a closed chamber, is is this in chambers? This is this going to be a private discussion? If the girlfriend wants to change her mind, tell her to get in touch with me by Friday. Let me. Gee, I I wonder who might be representing her. Maybe would it be? Just going to go out on a limb here. Is it possible that it would also be someone from Lynch and Pine? Folks, this. I mean, is this too much or is this too much? Like, you've got to be kidding me. I also want to touch on all of the coverage. And I even felt guilty to this. I put on the website, Eviction Day, for these people living under the underpass. And that was, that's my, I was wrong to do that. Um, they're not being evicted. They basically have been loitering. They have been living under the underpass. They shouldn't be there. This is, um, it, it is kind of um, speaks volumes that this is big news. Granted, I posted the video. I went when DOT was there. But I think it goes to a larger issue, which is you just have to question, uh, is Governor McKee really up to handling some of the different aspects of the job uh, if they can't even handle that? As I've said, and if you haven't seen the video, it's quite chilling. It's on, I think I have it on both 
If not, we'll get it up on the website, tobejoe.com. It's definitely on the Facebook page. You see needles everywhere. I mean, it is sad. Whoever is living under that is clearly injecting, unless they're, could be insulin, but could be diabetics. I'm willing to bet it's more drug addicts, unfortunately, but that's who would be living under the bridge, as sad as that is. And if McKee can't handle that, Folks, anyone that you've ever been in business, you're, you're hesitant to promote someone to a larger role if they can't handle the little things. I've said that too. When I've been in a position of uh, role of authority, whether it be, and even when with interns, that sometimes at a radio station, we'd have interns that would say, you know, I want to do more. And I'd say, well, in order to do more, first you have to excel at the little things we're asking you to do. When you do that, then we can talk about the bigger things. But until we can nail those down, we're not going to move farther. So you're seeing a pattern to me where Governor McKee clearly can't handle the little things. And as a result of that, there's no way that these bigger issues are going to be handled. Now, this portion of the John DePietro Show, uh, this time of year, and especially, it's obviously spring, and then this Sunday coming up will be Easter. Then we're going to roll into May, why not get rid of some of that extra weight that you carry? And we're talking about, for those that are interested in rapid, aggressive weight loss that will last a lifetime, it's your chance to attend a free seminar, Unique Health. They target the stubborn fat. Now, I've shared their page on our Facebook page. You can call Sandra at 401-269-9155. Attend a free seminar, Extreme Weight Loss, which will increase your metabolism and energy. It's unique health. Remember, 20 pounds in 10 days. 20 pounds in 10 days. There's no benefit to being overweight. There's no benefit to being obese. Once the weight starts coming off, you feel better. You become more motivated. <clears throat> then you start retaking your life. It's not a diet change. It's a lifestyle change. Retake your life. There's no benefit to being 50 pounds overweight. There's no benefit to, I guess I need to lose 80 pounds. Unique health. Call Sandra, 401-269-9155. They're right in Warwick, right across from Kent County Courthouse. Unique health. Attend their free seminar, learn about their approach, Unique Health. Again, you can find them on Facebook. I've shared their page, 401-269-9155. 20 pounds in 10 days, 401-269-9155. Now, I will be talking about, coming up, most likely next hour, <clears throat> the situation with President Trump and what's going to take place tomorrow, what's already going on in New York. As I had predicted, as I had predicted, um, and I saw this in, I, I had said that this was going to be the case, in all of this panic that goes out, when I said that that is not the case, this is, um, and I want to just get to the story that I saw, a former, his, a former president of city brace for a consequential week. That part is true, but here's the headline that jumped out at me. 
Before Trump's arraignment, few signs suggest backlash akin to January 6th. Law enforcement response is informed by lessons learned. That, that's not what it is. That's not what it is. You know, someone actually texted me last night and said, what are the protests like in Rhode Island? I said, what are the protests like in Rhode Island? Uh, 15, 20 people max standing on Bald Hill Road with flags. You know, I had said this. Do you know at, at the Rhode Island State House they were on guard for mass white supremacists that were going to, like, swarm the Rhode Island State House? Folks, as I have said, and I said this from the very beginning when President Trump was calling for people to go out, a huge part of January 6th was, was and I get it. I, listen, I have defended that more than anyone. Protest, or not protesting, um, trespassing day. All of the Trump people watched the summer 2020 and then felt, boy, that looks fun. We'll do it for a day. But they left the building. January 6th was the, the whole reason that that happened, as I have said was just on sheer numbers. It became the guy, people in the bleachers that start getting out of control. The people at the old Gillette Stadium. It becomes the mob mentality. There's 50,000 of us. They're outnumbered. And guys that normally don't yell something, yell something. People that normally don't throw something, throw something. People that normally wouldn't push someone or punch someone, start doing that. It becomes the mob mentality. You see it. You see it at big events. You see it sometimes in a, in a crowd. You see it. It is, it is the nature of human nature. <clears throat> One ATV rider, is he going to give the police a hard time? Maybe. Most likely, now I have, you have 25 or 30. Now it becomes the pack mentality. As I have said, January 6th, all that was was basically around four to 500 out of a crowd of more than 50,000 who were drunk, who were angry, and then just got caught up in the moment. Maybe they got pepper sprayed. Maybe they got pushed. And then all hell broke loose. So for two hours, a group that's normally peaceful became an angry mob. But that's it. But it wasn't like there were 500 people up there ready to fight. It was, it's not like that. By and large, as I have said, Trump people do, are not going to, you know, I, I said to a friend, all right, so I, are you saying, are you going to punch a police officer in the face? No, no, there's not going to be any trouble. If, if you get enough people tomorrow in lower Manhattan, maybe if there's a huge mob, you have the people that look for the huge mob in order to throw something, say something, maybe punch someone, but take away the huge mob and they're not doing that. It begins and ends with that. So I knew there wouldn't be a problem. The coverage of it tonight and tomorrow, and I will, that's not, I'm going to talk about it more next hour, but it, it, it just turns into a circus. And I, I don't know, how much are we supposed to watch? It, it, this is going to drag on. It's, it's a distraction from Biden. Um, uh, it's I, I, there's, there's nothing about it that I like there, there's nothing about it that is good you know as I have talked about 
I mean, it just isn't. And I, and I, I don't feel like what happened to our country or that type of thing. Listen, it is wrong. And I also know the way that this works is it, it starts to become a, a, a tit for tat where, you know, now the, the other side is going to want to want retribution and they're going to want to use the uh, justice system to go after someone like that. What is, as I have said, what is also just so outrageous about it is just in, in our own state and, and what's going on here. And I want to talk about that because I, I get the feeling that a lot of people are dancing around it. No one is really calling out Governor McKee. That's why I, I like talking with Justin Katz of AnchorRising.com. We talked to him last hour because it is, it is the real pulse of what's going on. It is. And if you knew what was really going on and look at the landscape, Governor McKee has, and he has no one to blame but himself, by the way. But I want to touch on what the Republican Party should be doing today. And that goes for that Jessica De La Cruz and Mike Chippendale. And listen, I get it, but lose the gender war. Okay, lose the gender war. Lose the culture war for a minute. You have a bigger fish to fry. You have a bigger fish with this blanking soccer stadium. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show on this Friday is brought to you by Falcon Pest Services. Call them today at 401-739-1322. Residential, commercial, for your home, for your business. Maybe it's a one-time. Maybe it's every month. Maybe it's quarterly. Maybe it's every year. Falcon. Boom. Falcon Pest Control. Falcon Pest Services. Locally owned and operated serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Pest control services for termites, bed bugs, ants, roaches, mice, rats, mosquitoes, many other pests. Call them today. Free quote. Falcon Pest Services. 401-739-1322. You can also find them on Facebook and then their website is falconpestservice.com. So there's two developments that I really want to um, I would like to draw your attention to. I think they're both, I know, they're both significant. I don't think it's being covered enough. One part is I am so glad the Wall Street Journal called out, the Wall Street Journal did, called out Governor McKee in this soccer stadium. The soccer stadium doesn't make sense. The state doesn't need the soccer stadium. Why are we doing the soccer stadium? And everyone seems to dance around it. Gee, they only play 17 home games. Why would we be building them a 125 to $150 million stadium? Of course it doesn't make sense. But that's not what it was. That's not what it is. As I've said, it's a gift to labor. This is what Governor McKee needed to do to get to, get, to win the election. Wall Street Journal, and they talk about all these Democrats that want Biden to bail them out on their stupid little projects. Now, this is what I believe the Rhode Island Republican Party should zero in on. And whether it be new chairman Joe Powers, or whether it be Representative Mike Chippendale, or State Senator Jessica, Jessica De La Cruz, you put this thing on the ballot, the soccer stadium in Pawtucket, and it loses 80-20, meaning 80% of the population does not want it. 80%. This is a winning issue. 
for the Republican Party. I get the classroom stuff is important, but this is something that goes across party lines. Wall Street Journal. Consid the Wall Street Journal is writing about it. Consider the 124 million minor league soccer stadium protected. 60 million in state tax credits, and McKee wants to give them more. Now, this is where I believe it gets interesting. And Governor McKee calling out the Fed. Wall Street Journal writes, as if, if the Fed is to blame, it was for leaving interest rates too low for too long. This soccer stadium, it was never about the soccer stadium. And they point to all these different examples. Now, this is the real heart of the matter. And if you heard last hour with Justin Katz, our segment Politics This Week, I touched on the whole reason why this, this whole business of the governor, right, bringing back his former chief of staff, the former mayor of Cumberland, and why he brings him in. If you really want to know what that's about, Tony Silva, I did write about it on DePetro.com, but I'll give you like what's really going on here, okay? And it goes back to, and I want to credit, Mike McNally was on the Commerce Board. He voted no. McKee was scrambling. McKee wanted the endorsement of the unions. He asked several members of the Commerce Board, listen, you don't have to vote for it, but just don't vote. Don't vote. If you don't vote, it lowers the threshold. And then if you remember, McKee passed the deciding vote, right? So Mike McNally put out, Commerce Board was led to believe Fortuitous Partners, now they own the Tidewater Landing, had investors lined up and ready to go. That was July. Rising interest rates is not a surprise. Fed started raising interest rates in March of last year. The project was approved in late July. Moving forward was obviously perilous. Now, this part is important. And I believe that Representative Minor, Minority Leader Chippendale De La Cruz, they should be calling for an investigation because from what I have heard, it was McKee, Governor McKee, he was the one pushing this fortuitous partner to announce that they had all the investors lined up ready to go. The reason from what I have heard that the unions are so upset, and I'm going to get to where the Tony Silva thing comes in, <clears throat> the unions are upset is they feel, what I have been told, is that they feel McKee lied to them by telling this fortuitous partners to say they had all the financing lined up when he did not have all the financing lined up. I heard that this guy now is kind of singing. And when he's being asked, why did you say you had all of the financing lined up? And the real answer is because McKee told him to say that. McKee told him to say that he had all the financing lined up. Because otherwise it was never going to happen. Um, <clears throat> and that's why enter Tony Silva. Now, the Rhode Island State Police, it is true, they provide security for the governor. But they, they're not inside if the governor's in a conference room meeting with people. Right? I mean, they bring him to the event. <clears throat> and they make sure that everyone going into the conference room is okay, but they're not 
sitting at the table, they're not, there's no reason for a member of the Rhode Island State Police to be sitting in the room with McKee. Now, so what I have heard is in these meetings with the union people, that they are, this, the, the lack of res respect for McKee is out the window. I mean, as I told you, they are calling him, you know, you're a liar, name-calling, bordering on threatening him. Um, so now enter, he feels he actually needs, like, a little more protection. What Governor McKee really wants is someone that's going to say, whoa, 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 you're out of line there, right? Now, Tony Silva, he's not six foot five, right, like 250, but he is a former police chief and carries a weapon, or he could carry a weapon. So, better him to be saying that. Um, I'm looking at the Boston Globe. At, at the Tidewater Landing groundbreaking in August, this is Brian Amaral of the Globe, I asked Brett Johnson if he had his own funding lined up. Absolutely said. Seven months later, things look a lot less absolute. Now again, I am being told that Johnson was being told by McKee to say that. So, I want to just circle back. What does all this mean? <clears throat> what it means is I believe that the Republican Party, and I don't know if they're going to do it, but what they should be doing, the Republican Party, is they should, in fact, be calling for investigation. That commerce vote should be revisited. And they, they need an investigation. And I think you have to make noise about the investigation to begin with. They should be making noise about that. This, this should not be happening, this soccer stadium. I'm also seeing right now, I mean, this is what the media is going to be like over the next 24 to 48 hours. Streaming now, former President Trump heads to the airport, and they have a shot at that Trump plane, which looks magnificent. Oh, wow, it looks fantastic. It's got the yellow Trump letters. It's got the... And that's, a, that's not a private jet. That's a full... My goodness, it looks like Air Force One. The American flag on the tail. Again, it's it's entertaining. But it, it gives Biden the uh, the out. <clears throat> but my point is, what, what I believe the Rhode Island Republican Party should be doing, and folks, this is really important, is both the Superman building and the soccer stadium. Governor McKee is trying to get, weasel in more public money. And this thing of him writing a letter to the Fed is, it's not your imagination. I mean, it, it's pathetic. I think more should be written about it. Governor McKee calling out the Fed, Federal Reserve. To me, this is, I really miss Ed Acorn writing a um, op-eds for the Providence Journal. Because that's what's needed here. It's it's so ludicrous. It's It's so pathetic. You know... Years ago, I can remember listening to Rush Limbaugh, and Rush was saying that, I think it was, I don't I might have been President Clinton, but, or it might have been Obama, but I think it was Clinton. And, and Rush said that Clinton was telling a story that a guy who lost his job wrote him a letter. And, um, and Rush just kind of made fun of, like, I can't even imagine that you lose a job, lose your job. And, and your first instinct is to write a letter to the President of the United States as if that was going to solve anything, right, for crying out loud. The answer is, I mean, that is ridiculous like that. But 
McKee writing a letter to the Fed and now looking for the state of Rhode Island to bail out these projects. And Governor McKee has started to turn on the Superman building. I believe, I believe, whether it's the chairman of the party, Joe Powers, or it's up at the State House, State Senator Jessica De La Cruz, uh, Minority Leader Mike Chippendale, start the conversation going. Get people on the record. Get the media asking on record top people, the lieutenant governor, Matos, put a microphone in front of her. Do you think we should give the soccer stadium more money? Start getting people on the record. And I also believe that's an issue to run on for that CD1 race. If there's some Republican thinking of running, I think one of the things you run on is there will not be a soccer stadium. It's, it, folks, it's not about a soccer stadium. It's not about that. It was about McKee giving a no-bid contract. Here's $125 million. They could probably build that thing for $75 million, and then they just juice up the rest of the cost. That was his gift to them. But where he's in trouble is they feel he misled them by having these fortuitous partners claiming, oh, yeah, we got the financing ready to go. They didn't have the financing ready to go. They can't get investors. Why should we become the investors? They can't get private investors in this so-called project. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, and it's brought to you by Propane Plus. Call them today for all your propane needs, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus, heating and cooling. They also have a very user-friendly website. It's propaneplus.com. You just type in your zip code, residential or commercial. They're waiting for you. They're ready to serve you seven days a week, 24 hours a day, three generations. Propane Plus. Call them today, 401-885-4209. All your propane needs, heating and cooling, or in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. So Tony Silva, we are, and I want to finish this because I know a lot of the people that listen to the radio show, AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, or, or you listen online, in northern Rhode Island, they know Tony Silva. He was the ch police chief in Cumberland. He was then the governor's chief of staff. He was with the lieutenant governor's office. I think he was at the DMV for a while, and he's just like grabbing pensions left and right. But when Governor McKee, notice where he's sneaky, is the fact that he knew he'd get backlash if he put Tony Silva on the state payroll. If he said he's bringing him back as a senior advisor to the governor, maybe he got pushback on that. Maybe Speaker Sakachi said, I don't think that's a good idea. Maybe Dominic Ruggiero said, I, I don't know about that. So what does Governor McKee say? Well, we're gonna he's gonna be part of the campaign. The campaign. What, what campaign? Governor McKee was just elected in November. Today's April 3rd. He got sworn in in January. What campaign? He's not up for re-election for, for, for for till 2026 if he runs. No, no, no. That's not what it is. He's working for the campaign. What campaign? No, he's paying him out of the campaign 
because he was going to face backlash if we put him on the state payroll. But the real reason why Tony's he's not being brought in for the campaign. The reason why Tony Silva is being brought in is because because Governor McKee can't believe Tony Silva is being brought in. He is now the liaison to organized labor. He is now, if you're the laborers, Teamsters, whoever, you want to call Governor McKee all hours of the day and night? They were even calling him in church? No, from now on, you call Tony. And then the, the governor feels like he, he can't even do anything because he's got the, the, the union people calling him 24-7. So number one, he serves that purpose. His job is to babysit organized labor. It's not the campaign. That's number one. Number two, his job is to try to tone down the rhetoric, right? Tone down, like, hey, you can't talk to him that way. If we're in a meeting and it is whoever, the laborers, or it's the Teamsters, or whatever union that is screaming at him, calling Governor McKee a blanking liar and calling him out, Silva's job is now to say, whoa, 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 walk in between. Again, I'm going to go to, if you've ever seen, the, and it's worth watching, is The Irishman, where that is the role of Robert De Niro, right? He's, he's Frank Sheeran, and he's, he's basically with Joe Pesci's character. And there's, there's a scene where uh, Vincent, um, the comedian, Malascano, is, is playing Joe, Joey Gallo. And he starts, he's playing with a pin that Joe Pesci, Russell, is wearing. And, oh, what is this? What is that? And then what, what is De Niro do? He leaps up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And he's, he's there to run interference. Now, he ends up taking out Joe, Joey, Joey Gallo in, in um, Little Italy later that night. But, but when the, the character of Jimmy Hoffa, played by Al Pacino, when he's in trouble, what does he do? They, they, he needs a personal bodyguard, body man with him. And it's so serious that Hoffa... They don't get two hotel rooms. They sleep in the same hotel room. So they don't even get like the connecting rooms. Maybe they didn't have that at hotels back in the in the 60s and the early 70s. But my point is, uh, it's my understanding, what I've been told, is Silva is really acting almost as an added security. It's not so much, when I people hear security, I, I'm not, I want to be real, I'm, I'm not saying they're going to, you know, pull a weapon on him in a meeting. From what I've been told, it's really just the tone, the disrespect, the the way they talk to him. They've dropped all niceties, uh, the yelling, the swearing, the name-calling. Silva's job is to try to cool down the rhetoric. And I, I fully get The governor would... Well, look, look at what you have right now, Governor McKee. Do you see him doing any interviews? Do you see him doing 10 news conference? Do you hear they say we're gonna, he's going to be taking questions was to ask the governor? Governor McKee took over two years ago, and, and it is just totally the Titanic. Do you see him sitting down on Channel 12 with Tim White, Ted Nisi, or sitting down with a Boston Globe reporter or problem? No, no. He can't do any interviews. The only time is when he goes to an event where he's like cutting a ribbon or announcing... We got more federal funding for something. 
And then as he's walking to the vehicle, he'll talk to the whoever for like 30 seconds. That's it. That's how bad it is. And it's not going to get any better. But, and I want to be really clear at 1249 on this Monday. Listen, I, like everyone else, obviously, we're going to cover the Trump arraignment. And I'm, I'm as interested as everybody else. But this is going to drag on for a while. It is. And I don't think it's good. And it, it definitely changes the nature of the Republican primary, if there's even going to be one. Right now, I think the situation in April which is going to be all Trump all the time, I think it gets exhausting. I think there is a thing such as overexposure. You know, I think back to, um, there was a period of time in the 80s, and maybe some of you may remember this, where, like Michael Jackson, it was just, it was overexposure between Beat It and all the hits he had, and it was on the cover of every magazine, and it was, it was overdrive. It becomes overexposure. You you burn out on it. You get tired of hearing about it. And I, I think there's a danger of that with President Trump. So where the Republican primary sits right now, no one else can get any attention. And even if they can, all they're doing is they're being asked about President Trump. And so there, there is nothing right now. It's, it's just a lock. And I don't think that's going to go away anytime soon. I also saw his interview. You can already see it a little bit. His interview with Hannity didn't do huge numbers. His interview last week with Sean Hannity, it did $3 million, which is a good number. It was it beat, uh, well, actually, it still got beat by the five in Tucker Carlson. Where in the past, I th think that would have been more like of an event. So, but I, I, um, he is getting coverage. We'll see what happens over the next 24, 48 hours. But my point, folks, is with all this stuff going on, don't miss with what's happening locally because that really impacts us. The COVID money is coming to an end. You have a governor. None of these projects, I don't know about, I can't speak for you. I don't, I'm not, pay, I don't want to pay for them. It's, it's ridiculous how much the, the public is paying for it anyway. And as Justin Katz said, this is one of the reasons why that the government, in, in this case, the Rhode Island State House, you don't bet on winners and losers. And then look, look at what happens. It becomes, well, now we have to keep funding it because it already started. And they're already into it. And it's, it's designed that way. It becomes, they make it like too big to fail. So the soccer stadium should not go forward. From what I understand, Speaker Sakachi said, no, it's not happening. Certainly not happening right now. We're not giving them more money. And they're not going to get more money. Investors are looking at that and saying, no, that, that doesn't make sense. But it, it never made sense. The only reason Governor McKee was doing it was that was his idea of a free gift to labor. If I give you where you can build a no-bid soccer stadium, then... Will you endorse me in the primary and help me win the primary? It was never based on a good economic model. Right? That's what it comes down to. Folks, this portion of the program on this Monday, now, as we are early spring and the weather's going to get nicer and nicer, you want to spend more time outside. You want to spend more time outdoors. Why not enjoy? Use your property with limitless outdoors. Call them today, 401 
401-580-1852. Get a free quote. What can they do for you? Well, think of your home. And I understand you want to have, you know, it would be nice to be outside. You know, with the good weather coming, spend some more time outside. Well, they specialize in patios or a nice walkway or steps. Outdoor kitchens. A lot of people are adding outdoor kitchens. Landscape lighting. People are adding outdoor fireplaces. They can do that for you. Or, or how about a nice fire pit? And you get falcon pests to spray it. You're not going to be bothered by bugs. And you're not sitting out there roasting. You know, they set up nice shade and things like that. People are watching television outside. Limitless Outdoors. Their slogan is Dream, Build, Enjoy. Limitless Outdoors. They're based in Smithfield. Call them today on this Monday. Free quote, 401 580-1852-401-580-1852 for Limitless Outdoors. Well, it's 12.54. Now, next hour, we will play more sound and talk about... I watched the Sunday shows, meaning the Sunday television news shows. They were dominated by all Trump talk, even though no one knows yet what is in that indictment. I am surprised that Joe Takapina is still getting all this airtime. When he, he may not even be, and I'll play the sound, he may not even be the attorney for President Trump. I think he's maybe working for free, and President Trump says, if you can get some free airtime for yourself, so be it. President Trump heads into the unknown, will be gagged, indictment to be revealed. I'm not convinced of that. I heard a legal expert saying, I, I don't know, they may not reveal a lot of the information. Um, there's not going to be any type of protests like that. Look at some of these. Michael Cohen, I expect total mayhem. I, I don't think so. I don't think that's happening. Now, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's a draw. She was on 60 Minutes last night. I'm going to play some of her sound next hour. 6.6 .6 million watched her in 60 minutes. That's a pretty good number. That outdrew President Trump on Hannity. But Marjorie Taylor Greene is the fresher face. She's the new person. She, um, she also is certainly willing to go a lot farther than a lot of other people are. You know, I know people are upset about her saying that the Democrat Party um, are basically a bunch of pedophiles. Um, I, I, I don't, I, I think that's one way to interpret it. I, I didn't take it that way. The way she was framing it to me was more who they, the causes they support, they, they play to what's going on in the schools and all these problems with trans and um you know there's two different things so she drew 6.6 .6 million down 33 percent from last week second lowest episode of the season i i wasn't aware of that like many of you i don't watch 60 minutes anymore i'm going to play more of her next hour so she's definitely the newer fresher face on the scene I think she is someone to 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 watch, um, and and I'll tell you what she where MTG 
um, is smart is she's going to the media tomorrow to be in New York. Or maybe tonight, I think. She's holding a rally for support of President Trump. Eventually, a reporter will get another board member other than McNally to say he felt he was misled by... Yeah, I agree with that. That's where it needs to go. That's why I believe the Rhode Island Republican Party should be calling for a revisit of that Commerce Board meeting in the way things were presented. They were presented well, like it was lock, like everything is lined up, turnkey. The investors are lined up. This project is ready to go. It's going to be shovels in the ground. August was the groundbreaking. And then behind the curtain, though, they did not have the investors. I was told the investor, the main person on the project is being told that it was Governor McKee that was pushing him to say they did everything lined up. Therefore, through Governor McKee's urging, the fortuitous partners misled the Commerce Board. Conversely, they also misled the unions because what I have been told was the unions were very heated towards fortuitous partners. And then you have a lot of finger pointing going on. So let me check, though, what's happening in real time. Trump's war is lined the streets along the motorcade route as he prepares to travel to New York for a historic arraignment. So he does have some people. No, Listen, no one is going to punch a police officer. I don't believe that. But it is full coverage now. Trump motorcade arrives for departure to New York. And then that is going to be all of the coverage. This unprecedented um, event that is taking place I, I think it's wrong like many of you uh, there's nothing about it that is good I don't like it it's also tawdry this is in a, a campaign finance that's what they're going after him on this is I, I can't believe we reached this point but also there's nothing that's going to happen as far as there's not going to be any attacks or anything like that all right it's 1259 next hour we're going to do much more of that I want to play some of that Marjorie Taylor Greene interview with 60 Minutes. It's John DePietro. We will be doing Facebook Live later on this sunny Monday. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. President Trump is already uh, getting ready en route to go to New York. We'll have full coverage of that, much more on the soccer stadium. It's all ahead. Leave it right here. It's all next on the John DePietro Show.